Good afternoon everyone. Well, it's actually midday where I am. <laughs> um, welcome back to the fourth episode of my podcast. This one's going to be on space science. I'm not going to lie. Um, I will try and make it as educational as possible. <laughs> but I've basically based this on questions that people come up with that have asked me. Um, and yeah, just see where it takes us. Some a little bit of research and we'll see if the answers fulfill the questions. Um, So the first question was, what is the smallest thing in the world? That was quite a hard question to answer because there are a lot of small things in the world. (laughs) Um, But I did a little bit of digging and I found out that quarks are technically the smallest thing in the world so you have atoms right which i study all the time because i study chemistry so you've got your electrons you've got your nucleus electrons are in like a cloud of electron density and then you have your nucleus and inside the nucleus you've got your protons your neutrons right um so the quarks basically break up into so the quarks are like the particles that form the protons and the neutrons. So they're really small. So they're like 10 to the minus 18 metres. They're tiny. Um, and when they kind of like combine, they become protons and neutrons. And even protons and neutrons are really, really small. So quarks are like tiny. Um, and I mean, I'm not really a physicist. I should really have a physicist on doing space science. <laughs> but... I think in science, don't quote me on this, but I think that they are the smallest particle um, form in the world. Maybe not in the universe, in the world. Um, The next question was a pretty good question, and it had me thinking, are there aliens? I mean, (laughs) I want to say there are aliens, I did read a research paper published by the University of Nottingham. This has got to be right. It's from the University of Nottingham. (laughs) Um, And it was published by them. And it's talking about how, like, is there any civilization um, outside of Earth? And they basically said that they they don't know, really. There's not a definite answer. But um, it says that, you know, at least several thousand light years away, possibly. So that would be really hard to reach. There's no way you could travel that far. Um, but they use this Drake equation to calculate the possibility of civilization. Unfortunately, that was not made by the singer Drake, by a guy called Frank Drake. <laughs> Um, and he goes into loads of detail about the parameters of, you know, the different factors that contribute to different societies in the galaxy. And these parameters could be something like the abundance of Earth-like planets, how many there could be, um, the fraction of spawn life, so how many would survive on their planets. And the problem with this equation is that the length of time the civilization has been successful 
that 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 kind of measurement is based on radio beams so light waves that have been like released from their planet but the thing is you know we were basing it on how the earth um radiates these waves so we're assuming that whatever the earth has done the rest of the universe is copied and that that's not very reliable i guess i mean we don't know anything else we don't know anything better but um yeah that that was <laughs> that was quite a big assumption they made um and so yeah they they found out that it was inconclusive so they're not sure if there are any aliens but we'll keep you updated um they're still tracking these signals um but apparently humans have been beaming signals into the ether for around a century so other planets in the galaxy could have been releasing them i don't know like they could be releasing them um from centuries ago from before we'd recorded them so it's 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 really hard to keep track of it really um yeah other aliens probably not or if there are they're going to be like thousands of light years away so yeah don't know if that answers the question but you know that basically we're not sure um (laughs) a question that my friend asked was are there nipples in space now i'm gonna say no i'm very sorry ellie if you're listening (laughs) um i don't know why she asked that question but i thought i'd answer (laughs) and the next question (laughs) the next question is is interstellar real I mean, these questions are just so varied. Um, is Interstellar real? I probably not. It's a Hollywood film, so it's unlikely. However, I did look at a newspaper article, um, that where Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking. In. And you don't know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is. He's this really famous astrophysicist, and he he kind of said that it probably is real. That there's a chance. So if he says it's real, then, you know, we can go on that, really. Um, And also it's got Matthew McGonaghy in it. And, you know, whoever knows me knows that I love that man. So (laughs) I'm going to say it's real. Um, I mean, it's probably not. It's probably not. I don't want to disappoint anyone, but it's (laughs) it's probably not. Um, the next question was a more sensible question. It was asking about different types of stars. There are many types of stars. I didn't realise this. You have hot blue stars, which are the hottest stars. No surprise there. Red dwarf stars, red giant stars, white dwarfs, neutron stars, um, yellow dwarfs, which is what our sun is, um, and black holes. I mean... It's not technically a star, it's what it's the result after a star kind of like essentially I don't say dies, but you know what I mean? It when it and when its life ends, it, it can become a black hole. So there are two different paths it can go on. So it can go on to so the first path, it starts off as a stellar 
nebula. And a nebula is basically a giant cloud of dust in space. This is before it becomes a star. And then that's the starting point. And then eventually it will become just an average star. And then it will turn into a red giant. And then a planetary nebula. And then, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but that's how I say it, nebula. <laughs> and then a white dwarf. That's one path you can go on. It will just become, it will just, the white dwarf is like the last stage of its life. Um, the other path is that it can take from the stellar nebula is a massive star. So this one's like really big. So this is not what our sun would follow. It wouldn't follow this path because it's not big enough. But I did look at a picture of a massive star and they're really pretty. They're like a pastel blue, really nice colour. Um, and then you, you can go on to become a red supergiant. So basically like a red giant, but super big. Um, and then a supernova. And then it becomes a black hole. Now, this was something that I want to talk about anyway. Because a black holes, I think I asked a question on my Instagram a while back saying what kind of topics would you want to talk about and then someone said space space science slash black holes so I thought I would cover black holes um because I I find them really fascinating I don't really like physics but black holes are just something that it just like it's mind-blowing to me um and I read Stephen Hawking's book the brief answers to big questions and that one really did answer quite a lot of questions it had come I think it, it made me think of more questions but it did answer quite a few questions and the concept of black holes is based on escape velocity so Stephen Hawking suggested imagining like a ball being thrown up into the air um, and the escape velocity is the velocity that allows the ball to come back down so it doesn't hover in the air. But his theory, I don't know if it's his theory, but in his book, the theory is that if the initial upwards velocity was greater than the escape velocity, then the ball would not fall down. It would not be dragged down by gravity because that initial velocity that you, when it goes up is greater than the escape velocity when it comes back down, that means that the ball will go away. And that was just mind-blowing to me, that theory. The fact that something could not be pulled down by gravity. Um, and this is really important for black holes because it's actually the opposite for black holes. So, you know, this theory of escape velocity, if, so the black hole has an escape velocity. If, it, if, it's, if it's faster than the speed of light, which says your initial velocity, then the light couldn't be emitted because gravity would drag it back. I said before that tra gravity couldn't drag that, that ball back down because the upward velocity was, the initial velocity was greater than the escape velocity, whereas here the escape velocity is greater than the initial velocity and therefore light couldn't come out from, of the black hole and therefore it, it just it appears black um 
and yeah that that just thought that was like a really interesting theory um and like that's why no light kind of emits from it because of that reason um and you have different types of black holes so you have stellar mass black hole and then a supermassive black hole so the stellar mass black hole is just one that's a few times the mass of the sun um and the supermassive black hole is like you know the mass of millions of stars however the supermassive black hole surprisingly is is actually safer than the stellar mass black hole so if you were to go into one of them you would pick the supermassive black hole because the stellar massive black hole would turn you into spaghetti <laughs> it would pull you apart like on stephen hawking whereas the supermassive black hole in you know you would feel the gravitation gravitational pull in your whole body so there wouldn't be a part of your body that gets it more than the other part and therefore you wouldn't be made into spaghetti i mean i don't know if you would come out at all probably wouldn't and you'd just be stuck in the black hole because <laughs> gravitational pull is so strong um that yeah but apparently the supermassive black hole is better safer like well I don't want to say safer, but you're not going to be turned to spaghetti if you get into a supermassive black hole. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do, I do find the the theory of black holes really interesting, and like it, they are, they are formed. So when I was talking about earlier the, the cycle of a star, um, the two different cycles, the black hole is formed from the collapse of a star. I didn't make that clear before, but that is essentially what it is um and what you know what they do is is fascinating and like how you know you can't it's hard to research them because obviously you can't just wander into a black hole it's not it's not like that really it's not like walking on the moon (laughs) they're a bit more challenging um but yeah they are they are really fascinating and I'm pretty sure Einstein had something else to do with the theory. It probably wasn't just Stephen Hawking. Um, and another thing that comes from interstellar actually that I was thinking of is wormholes and the theory of wormholes and like how it's basically, they're basically a tunnel between two black holes that connect distant regions of space and time, space time even. So you can connect like really long distances um, you can connect different t- points in time. And I just, you know, does that mean that you can travel in time? Does that mean time travel could be a thing? Like, you know, can we, is Doctor Who possible? <laughs> you know, when else watches Doctor Who, I don't know if people have heard of Doctor Who. If you don't come from the UK, maybe you haven't heard of it, but it's, it's pretty well known. Um, but yeah, there's just there's just so many theories that arise from you know time space and black holes wormholes they're all just kind of like come one thing in my head but they are really fascinating um and yeah wormholes i don't i don't know if they're real i don't know if they're real um but yeah connecting those two black holes it's just like a tunnel i mean how you could get through two black holes i don't know how but if you could get through them, then I'm guessing time travel would be possible. 
um, which I don't know if they'd want to. I don't know how you'd feel about travelling in time, through time. Um, I'm not sure if I would. <laughs> but it would be an interesting interesting experience, I think. Um, and another question is about eclipses. So someone asked, what is an eclipse? And I honestly didn't know what an eclipse was. Um, like actually defining an eclipse. I knew it was something to do with the moon. But I looked it up and apparently it's the obscuring of light from a celestial body. I, I'm not even sure what the word celestial means. But basically it's just like the obscuring of light from a body. Um, so you have the lunar eclipse and you have the solar eclipse. And the lunar eclipse um, is where the moon moves into the Earth's shadow. This only occurs um, on the night of the full moon, apparently. So the the lunar eclipse, I can't say, sorry. Um, yeah, is where the moon moves into the Earth's shadow. Um, and it's supposed to be real. I've never seen it before. I've never seen any of them, actually. A solar, a solar eclipse is when the part of the Earth is engulfed in a shadow moon. Is engulfed, sorry, in a shadow cast by the moon. So... It's when the Earth is basically engulfed in the moon shadow, whereas lunar eclipse was when the moon is engulfed in the Earth shadow. So it's like the way around. Um, but yeah, with the lunar eclipse, the sun, the moon, and the Earth have to be in, aligned. And I don't think this, sorry, the solar eclipse, the sun, the moon, and the Earth have to be aligned. They, they don't happen as often. They only happen every like 18 months, I think. And then the lunar eclipse can happen like a few times a year. Um, but yeah, I just, I had no idea what an eclipse even meant. It's literally just like the, the, the blocking of light. So you're blocking that light with another body. So you're blocking the light, um, so you, like lunar eclipse, the, the moon moves into the earth shadow. And so the earth blocks the light from the moon. Whereas in the solar eclipse, the, the earth is engulfed in the moon shadow. So the moon is blocking the Earth's light, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I had no idea. And that was quite a reasonable question. I mean, you could ask, like, millions of questions, really. I don't know if I've explained this very well. <laughs> and I won't listen back to it. I never listen back to my podcast. Cause I'm just like, I just don't like listening to my voice. I don't think anyone listens to their voice on a regular basis, but I really don't like the sound of my voice. So um, I hope this makes sense. Um, another question, which is a little bit feminist, was who was the first female astronaut? I knew it was a Russian lady, but I couldn't remember her name. Her name is Valentina Fereshkova. I don't think you pronounced that right, but Valentina Fereshkova, she was from Russia. Um, she went out in space in 1963 so that was obviously during the space race I don't really want to get into all that because that's a whole other episode um in itself really <laughs> but yeah she's the first female astronaut the Russian lady um you, you thought it'd be like an American woman but um because of NASA and everything but it's actually the only Russian woman um 
And then another question was, what is your favourite space film? That is a really hard question because I I like Interstellar. It was a little bit... I feel like it drags on a bit. It was a very long film. I really like E.T. though. Um, it's just such a good film. I think I'd have to pick E.T. I think. I think it had to be that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go for E.T. Um, yeah, I wonder, I wonder what your favourite space films are. I'd like to know... If you have one, I haven't seen that film with Sandra Bullock in it. I can't remember what it's called now. Um, it's gone. It's called Gravity, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I made that up. <laughs> but I haven't seen that one. Um, I feel like I know what happens at the end of that, so I'm not going to spoil it for everyone. But I need to watch that one. Um, there's quite a few out there. Um, Aliens is more of a horror film, I guess. That is a really good one. I do like it's a bit of aliens. Um, oh yeah, we're kind of like diverting a bit, <laughs> but basically, I mean, I hope I've made sense. I don't know if I really have, um, but black holes are really interesting. I would say go and read about it because I haven't really gone into a lot of depth about black holes, but you know they are really fascinating and like how the gravitational pull is so strong that you literally would not come back out you would you would just if you ever went near one you'd just be stuck there which is a really scary thought um and like wormholes as i was saying um we don't know for sure if they exist we know black holes exist but wormholes are a little bit iffy um but it would be pretty cool if if a tunnel was made between two black holes that could connect different parts of space-time. Um, but yeah, that was just like a little introduction, I guess, to space-themed um, stuff. But yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it. Um my next podcast episode may or may not have a guest i want to find out what's happening there but yeah i'm not gonna lie um <laughs> all of my episodes are just so random don't really have like a structure to them so if anyone has like a topic they want to cover then let me know because i i just i don't mind what we cover as long as it's like sciencey-ish then i will talk about it um but yeah thank you for listening and I hope you have a lovely rest of your day um and I've got exams next month so I might release another episode before May um but it'd be really nice if I have a guest on I just feel like I'm talking to myself (laughs) on my own (laughs) which I know I'm not but I am technically um but yes thank you for listening and I will see you soon.